0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Building Your Business, right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest all the way from Singapore today is Cynthia Zai. I hope that I am pronouncing your name right, love. She is the voice coach, a professional speaker, C- uh, CSP, and best-selling author. She's also a TED Talk speaker. She's helped clients from 46 countries across six continents to find their voice to speak with impact, And conviction and engages and inspires people to change and talk their action. She's been a professional speaker for the last 18 years and her engagement spans five continents, 18 countries and regions such as US, Finland, Netherlands, Portugal, Spain, Egypt, US, you name it. I mean, so many that she has done. Uh, She's also appeared on the USA Discovery Your Talents show, a Singapore radio program, and just really been everywhere. So her her book is called Influence Through Voice. So let's get right to it and find out how influential our voice can be. Welcome to the show, love.
1: Sure. Thank you, Sarah, for having me.
0: So why the voice? You know, what is it about the voice that really you feel is the door opener or the impact maker?
1: Mm. You see, we can have great content, we can have a great speech. But the moment we start to open our mouths to deliver it, that's the moment that people will decide unconsciously whether they want to listen to you more or they will just take out their phone. Yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, today it is very much that, isn't it? Yes. It's, um, it's setting the stage to which they're going to hear you. It's also setting the tone of what the conversation is going to be about. And if it isn't inviting or engaging, as you said, their attention is going to go
1: elsewhere. Yes especially now Mm -hmm. online, that people Mm -hmm. are so multitasking. Mm -hmm. When they're on another Zoom meeting, Zoom webinar, Zoom presentation, then they are going to do something else. Yeah. Whether they
0: should or not.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes. Everyone knows that we shouldn't, but everyone mostly are doing it.
0: Yes, exactly. Um, You know, I I love the... um, the presentation that we make of ourselves because like 55% is the is the presentation of the confidence in, in how we look and how we present ourselves and 38% is that tone of voice which sets the stage to how them for them to listen to you. And really that seven percent is the content. Nobody's going to get to the content if they don't feel welcoming or invited or lured into the conversation.
1: Yes, yes, that's right because uh, especially now online people see you people also uh, hear you so they want, with so much distraction you really want to make sure when you're speaking people are unconsciously deciding ah this is the person i want to hear more looks like this person has something that i can learn from mm-hmm.
0: yeah. yes the engagement um you if you are um in a boardroom or in front of a client, it's your whole posture and you are required to give that person the attention. But because we're only seeing each other from kind of the neck up, you know, there's all sorts of things going on, right? That, uh, and it's very hard to focus on people because we can be so very distracted. But if we, Mm -hmm. people can tell whether you're focused or not by your words, by the hesitation, by the tone, and as you yeah. said, it, it decides whether you've got them engaged or not.
1: Yes, that's right, yeah. So um, they can hear in the voice, whether you are distracted, mm-hmm. even if they couldn't see you, because sometimes in webinars or workshops that I do online, there are people they are turning off their camera, mm-hmm. but you can hear in a the voice, they're doing something else. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes, and you know when they're on their phone, or one of my big irritants is they're busy typing something while they're mm-hmm. talking to you. And they're not typing your conversation. They're busy addressing an email. And they kind of, yeah, yeah, mm, yeah, yeah, while they're doing the email. Well, finish your email and get back to me when you're ready because this is my time. Right? And it's disrespectful to be doing yeah. other things on my time.
2: Yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah.
0: Do you find it's a whole new stage today in the world? Because more and more, we're going to be doing business online. And for so many people, it's added a a great benefit because they're more far reaching, you know, around the world rather than just, you know, local. But there is a different etiquette around it, isn't there?
1: Yeah. So uh, online, because it is going to stay and stay probably for the rest of our lives. Yes. So that's also the reason that a lot of people realize. Oh, now I need to make sure that everyone on the screen is engaged.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So in the past, when we we're facing the audience face to face, it looks like that it wasn't as big an issue as of now. Mm-hmm. So a lot of my mm-hmm. clients they realize. Oh, how do I make sure that virtually everyone is engaged? Mm-hmm i think that's the good thing which is that everyone started to notice that i want to have everyone engaged so some in some ways some people started to realize oh if i want to have their attention then when someone else is talking then that i better give my attention as well Mm -hmm.
2: so that's uh, one
1: thing one good thing that people are realizing and then the other one yeah yes the etiquette that We do want to make sure that we are focused. Mm. And sometimes my clients will say, oh, it's a boring presentation. I said, then why do you attend in the first place? (laughs) (laughs) If you know it's going to be boring, then don't attend. So that you're not going to uh, make, when the speaker looks bad, also that make you look bad because you're not respectful.
0: Yes, even if you're muted, you know, people are still seeing your face and you've got that blank stare in your face and like I'm dreaming of something else or I'm thinking about that and people can tell you're no longer there right and it makes whoever's doing the presentation feel uncomfortable because they're literally losing their audience so whether it's boring or not if you are obligated to be there be respectful and look engaged (laughs) support the person because not everybody you know, this is a whole new demographic now. Not everybody is comfortable. We're up close here. You know, if they're, if they're used to speaking on the stage, they kind of have a distance from people. But now with Zoom talks and, and everything else that's coming out of it, it's head and shoulders right there. And for some people, it's rather intimidating, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yes, yeah, it is. Because uh, now, oh, I'm seeing this person this close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. When it was face-to-face, I can look at the audience and uh, see across their head. (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So now it is. Mm.
0: Do you also find that the people who are used to, because you're a TED talker as well, so you're used to presenting and the audience is there to listen. Mm. I have many times interviewed people who are public speakers.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: But when it came to conversation or this intimacy, which really what the internet gives you, they were still grandstanding and they didn't uh-huh. know how to have a conversation because they were so mm-hmm. used to being up on stage and da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, right? And mm-hmm. it's like, no, you, you it's like when you're acting on stage, it, you project. When you're acting in radio, you've got to bring in more right? Because it's, you've got the mic there and it's keep it down more. People really do need to know and learn how to adjust their presentation
1: for mm, online, yes. don't they? That's right. Yeah. Because uh, uh, this is where coaching will help. Yes. Coaching, I mean that if you have done coaching, coach another person, because uh, online we need this intimacy. Mm -hmm. We need to be conversational. So this has been the word that I've been mentioning to my clients. I said, you need to be conversational. So even though that you're seeing them only the top, probably one third of their body, but you're talking to a real person there. Mm -hmm. So just like that, imagine that you're talking to one of them and then talking to your friend you can be more conversational instead of still of uh, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Yes. To work. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, and I think a lot of people need to adjust that, you know, it's also, if you're holding a meeting, you're the boss and you're holding a meeting with everybody again, at the top of the board table and everybody's yes. around you kind of looking up, it's a different demographic. You may have, six or eight or 10 people in the view boxes but that also means when somebody else is talking you're in a little box so it is no Mm -hmm. longer about you and your ego right Mm -hmm. it's about making sure you've really become a conductor because Mm. now you've got to you know see somebody else wants to have an input here how do you bring them in so Mm. as the boss or the person leading the meeting now you've got to be more conscious of who else needs to speak and be aware of the body language when you see somebody wants to say
1: something. Yes, yes. And also this is something, be it online or offline, this is something that every speaker wants to know as well, Mm -hmm. which is that even if you're talking to a large audience back in the days offline, you still want them to feel that you're talking to one person. Mm -hmm. And of course, online, this continues that Mm -hmm. With so many people, you want them still to feel that, oh, this speaker is talking to me.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's um, yeah. Which is very important because, as you said, we don't want to feel that it's just words coming out of their mouth while they're busy on their phone, right? know, we want engagement. We don't want automatic. We're in a world now where you can't get through to any human beings when you have an inquiry. Everything Mm. is automatic, press this button for this, this button for that, go to this department, now find it online. And people Mm. get very frustrated because they want to talk to someone. You go Mm. to a person's site, it's chat. And they're all limited to what they can do or the automation, unless you use particular words, it can't answer you. And people are frustrated. So when they Mm. do get in front of someone, they want to know. I can really have this conversation. I can really talk with a human being because we're losing that connection, aren't we?
1: Yes, yes. So huh, that's why when I'm calling for customer service, I'll always wait until there's a press zero, customer yes. service. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, and then, you know, you get to press zero now, you'll find everything online. I just went through this today. I was given six numbers. And and yeah. the last number go back to number two, but number two is, says go back to number five. <laughs> you know, you just it's almost become a comedy skit, all right? Yeah. And and people are hungry. Like one thing, this pandemic did, um, in many ways, it pivoted people to presenting their business and doing their business in a different way, opening mm-hmm. up to the world. Uh, yes. I, I, had lunch with a friend today who said that because of this, she's now got people all over the world, which she didn't have before, because she was serving local people. So there's so many uh, advantages towards it. But there still is a technique. And there still is a style. And if you don't know what you're doing, the coach still needs coaching. Right? Just because you're a coach doesn't mean you know everything. If this is a new arena for you, you need coaching.
1: Yes, that's right. So uh, a client of mine, uh, he is a coach, a very established coach. And uh, because of the pandemic, he realized that he is reaching to people from all across the world. Mm-hmm. And now he realized, oh, I cannot just talk talk about the, the local slams anymore because the international audiences, they won't mm-hmm. understand. And also... Uh, he realized, oh, I need to be more articulated Mm -hmm. so that they can uh, understand me better. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So, yes, it is a a period where that many people are pivoting and they realize they can reach bigger audiences.
0: Yeah, there's a great benefit in it. But you have to use a different style. You know, when we talk about our voice, it's not just, as you said, the content that comes out. It's the Mm -hmm. tone of voice. Um yes. you, you want to, as I said, set the stage with that tone, make people feel yeah. welcoming. But mm-hmm. in using your voice, there is also an art called listening. <laughs> yes.
2: Yes.
0: Now, how do you teach people who are used to being the speakers to now listen? Because mm-hmm. now it's a two-way street or three or four-way street. It's about yeah. interaction
1: right? (laughs) Yes. Most people came to me, they want to uh, talk more. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, as I coached them, I said, you cannot just say it in this way, because in this way, this is what you want to say. It may not be how the audience are uh, are hearing. It may not be what they want to hear or what they need to hear. So a lot of them, they realize, oh, I need to make the shift instead of what I want to talk Mm -hmm. about to what the audience needs to know, what the audience wants to know. So if you can understand that, that will help you listen more. Yes, Because without listening to them, you wouldn't know what they want, what they need, and whether your message will land well on them. So that is one of the key things in order to listen to the audiences more which yeah. is that it's not about what you want to talk about. It's about what they need to hear and what they want to hear.
0: Which is pay attention to the demographic, pay attention to what kind of audience you have. You know, it yeah. reminds me of networked marketing. And I've had uh, many, many person through the years pitch me something you know, nice. to do with their networking. But what they didn't do, they would busy pitch this and busy pitch that, but never want yeah. to ask me, what do I need?
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: Right. I don't need what you're pitching me. Have you asked me what challenges I may have in life and see if what you're pitching can help that? Right. Because that is just sell, sell, selling. And who are you selling to? Somebody not interested. If you, you know, when you are doing any of these things, we're pretty well selling to each other. But are you selling something they really need? Are you just yeah. pitching something that you're excited about, but really it serves no
1: one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah. So the, the other thing is you have to understand what is the pain point
2: mm-hmm.
1: of mm-hmm. the audience. If you can understand that, then they want to listen to you more.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: that to understand their pain points, which is their challenge, their struggle, then you have to ask questions. You have to listen to them more. Instead of just come up and say that, okay, everyone, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They won't listen to you. So I always tell my clients that they listen to you because they see you might have a solution to their problems and their pain. Yeah. So to understand their problem and the pain, you have to first listen.
0: I also think the days of grandstanding have kind of gone where somebody comes in and talks about how rich they've become and the boat they've just bought and you know the trillion dollar house that they've got and and people are looking at them and instead of feeling I can get that too they're going oh well obviously what are, you want me to work so you can get that you know it's like we have to speak in what is achievable for our audience. Don't lay down, look at me, I'm so mighty, I'm so this. And it's like, but all they're really wanting to do is make an extra income, you know, so they're not worrying. And you're busy talking about boats and planes and things like this. It's too far out of their stratosphere. So again, knowing your audience, what do they need from you that you can provide? And that's something Mm -hmm. you should do in your research before you even do the call.
1: Yes, yes yeah and also the days of people uh, sharing the photos of their houses their cars their yachts yep. are gone yes it, it doesn't appeal to the majority yep. so a lot of people will get uh, in a way some some got, got offended by these photos i agree and mm. also not everyone is pursuing that right right yeah, so you have to understand what matters to your audience mm-hmm. and uh, make sure that your solution serves their what they want. If your solution doesn't serve their they want, it may be one is that you haven't found the right problem or pain points, mm-hmm. or it just may be that they're not your audience. Mm-hmm. So we don't, have, we don't have to serve everyone. So every one of us, we are attracting different people as well. Yes. So some people ask me, oh, Cynthia, won't you uh, get worried that there will be uh, more voice coaches, there will be competitors? I said, that's a great thing. Yes,
0: (laughs) the more people need them because there isn't a one-size-fits-all, right? We are going to go with people that we feel we can resonate with, people we feel like, oh, I feel in sync, I like her style, I like the way she coaches. So the person who's going to go with you is somebody who's in sync with you. And they're not going to go with the rah rah person if they're not a rah rah person, right? So it's okay, yeah. you know, to have the whole box of chocolates. It doesn't mean you're going to eat them all. You maybe just yeah. have a favorite there, right? Uh, uh, yes,
1: and we don't need to uh, serve everyone. No, and uh, we attract different people. So you see, if you, I am not a rah rah type. If you, mm-hmm. if I have a client who is the rah rah type, I probably, I, I don't want to help this person right. because. One is that we're, we're not having the same interest. Mm-hmm. Two is I probably really couldn't help him to get more rah-rah. Right. Because I don't. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> and do they need to have more rah-rah? Maybe they need to come down be more realistic. You know, and it's yes. actually, how do you take somebody who's used to that, you know, the grandstanding and show them, turn the volume down change the language change the persona because now you have a different audience and you've got everything that you've known pretty well you've got to throw out and restart again and for a lot of people like that well no it's been successful i mean i'm not going to change
1: Uh, so most of times when they came to me i would ask them to find out who they really are Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. instead of
1: adopting for example, a lot of them, they came to me, they said, oh, I want to, I like this person. Yes. <laughs> um, like, for example, one of the of, um, often mentioned names is Gary V. Mm-hmm. So the more people are talking about Gary V. And I started to search him. I said, what? They like him? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: And it's the why, you know, what it, why is it about this, these other people? I mean, I mean, that's actually one of the big problems in, in all aspects of life. If you're constantly trying to compare or mimic someone else, you haven't yet found the confidence or the connection of your mm-hmm. inner self. And mm-hmm. when people are listening to people, when people are even on the stage, whatever it be, they want to know they're talking to people who are authentic, that really know who they are, why they're doing what they're doing, and that they really care, yes. right? So it's yes. not about the image, it's about the authenticity of who they yes. are.
1: Yeah, I said, you you cannot adopt another person's style. No. That person's style, that is him. Mm-hmm. That is probably also serves his personality, but you cannot become another person. You have to find out who are you, what are your styles, what works for you? So this is something can be challenging to a lot of people yeah. because they are not ready mm. and they're not comfortable to really get who they are out. Yep. yep. Yeah. So uh, that's uh, really something that they need to find out who they are and grow themselves to a, to an extent that they are comfortable. They are ready to share with the world who they really are. You see, when you can share with the world who you really are, that's so liberating. Mm. You don't need to hide anymore. Mm-hmm. You can attract the real people.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a certain amount of vulnerability. You know, you're yes. asking us to be vulnerable with our challenges and our needs. I need yeah. to know there's some vulnerability there, that you're not yeah. going to cast judgment on me or you're not going to ridicule me, that you're going yeah. to be able to relate because you're willing to share your vulnerability.
1: Yeah, yes, that's right. And also... You become okay. You're not hiding anything anymore. Mm -hmm. It's a relief when you
0: do that, right? It's a relief. You know, why am I going around chasing, putting this face on that you have to maintain? And so many people have done it for so long, they actually don't know who they are anymore. And I think one of the gifts we've had with the pandemic is for an awful lot of people, they couldn't go out, so they had to go in right and yeah. th- we really became a good time for them to really see themselves and what needs to change and, how, and what they can keep and what they need to throw out we all have to do it and i think that was a really gift of time that yes. uh, was afforded to us all
1: yeah um unfortunately most people didn't see that see that mm. the pandemic is giving us so many gifts yes. one of them being that to look within mm-hmm. yeah so And also I think
0: that the message has changed. The message has changed, not only the way we do it or how we're doing it now more online, but the message has changed. We realize that, you know, right now there are floods, there are fires, there are hurricanes, you know, there's still the pandemic going on. Everybody's feeling battle-worn. And Mm -hmm. so everybody's wanting more kindness and they want that in business. They want that as a client, they want that, As a coach, they want that in any form of business for the shows I've done on business. People want to know that the the people really do care, that there is kindness there and the rah, rah and the hard sell. They just not interested in it. Just want to know it's somebody they can trust. Right.
1: Yeah. So kindness and wellness. Are the two of the topics uh that have gone up the run mm-hmm. since last year yeah. mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. We, this is really a good thing because now we are we are valuing what really matters in yes. our society so yes. kindness yes. and wellness and uh, people are looking for that mm-hmm. so when you are you have to see what people are looking for and see that whether what you are work what you are working your service can help people with that, can grow more kindness in our society. Boy, um, do we need
0: that. We need that in a very big way. And we need it across the board, you know, in all businesses, politics, in every aspect of our lives, we need that. And as I said, with all the business shows I've done, it's absolute delight to see the mentality changing where instead of, um, work everybody to death as long as the money's coming in I'll just replace the people instead invest in my staff invest mm. in my clientele that will bring me the profits and so it's nice. people, planet and, and customers before the profit so it, it, those people have got a lot richer because mm. they've done it through um, respect of the human being instead of just looking what they can get from them
1: Yes, so it is a big shift um, Mm -hmm. since the pandemic, so many ways. So one of them being that for business owners, business people, that this is the time where we want to have economy of care. Mm -hmm. I agree. uh, Instead of still, oh, look at this, buy this, buy that. You're not going to attract people anymore. You have to look within to come from a place where you really care.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So uh, not long ago, I was sharing with um, some other uh, colleagues of my industry. I said, what upsell, uh, cross-sell, let's abandon this. So we have to come from a place that Mm -hmm. we really care about all these people we're serving.
0: Yes. I think the true economy, as you said, is, is kindness, but also the enrichment and the abundance of our heart and soul. And yes. when the heart and soul is in sync, the mind is much calmer because it knows what it needs to know when it needs to know it and compassion steps in. And when that mm. compassion steps in, people truly see people for who mm. they really are. Well, you know, and instead of just the face value, they, they feel the heart of people, they feel the soul of people. We're hungry for that as a human race. And we're seeing so many of our children, indigo children and our animals step up to be our teachers because somewhere along the line we put money position fame glory as the most important thing and we lost the whole meaning of life and so that kindness to yourself first will exude kindness out to other and i think then people are beginning to understand you know love is the better currency
1: right yes yes yeah it is so um that's right, that we have to start from kindness, compassion to ourselves, because if you cannot really be compassionate to yourself, how mm-hmm. are you going to um, expect, expect yourself to be more compassionate of others? Yes. So just yes. talking about this to another friend, mm-hmm. I said, I said, how can you be really compassionate when you are when you are avoiding all your own pains, all your own struggles? Mm-hmm. So, Did he say? <laughs> yes.
0: What pain? What struggle? Ouch!
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was pitiless.
0: <laughs> and and you know, I think we're also not looking at the fact that we, you know, we have pain, we have struggles. In the past, it was very macho, or, or you know, the tough, liberated woman. To go! I'm fine. I'm all right. I can do this. You know, and it's like we didn't talk about our vulnerability. And, you know, recently my son had to face that vulnerability, you know, with COVID, when Mm -hmm. it happened, he has a restaurant, he had snapped his Achilles and his leg was in a cast and Mm -hmm. three days afterwards, you know, the whole world shut down and it was like, how does he keep his business going? So he had to pivot. He mm. bless him. He's done extremely well. He's managed to maintain most of his staff, serve his community because he's always pivoting, but he had a yeah. breakup during that time period as well. And then yeah. just at one point his staff could see he was crumbling. He was no longer mm. the big strong Tyler. You know, there was, there was a vulnerability there. They made him beautiful cards, you know, and yeah. they said, go and take time for yourself. You've been there for us. You've given mm. us a, a community, a family here. Don't take time for you it's now time for you and that is so beautiful because he always thought he had to be strong for everyone else Mm -hmm. and they realized that he was crumbling and needed that compassion and it just it solidified the whole restaurant you know the workers there's so much more but when we see that and we understand we don't need to be the tough person anymore Mm -hmm. I don't know about in your country, but you know, it's like, who is the tough person here today? There's so many that um, people look at, you know, they refer to John Wayne, you know, um, the tough Um, cowboy and I can handle anything. And it's like, you're not meant to, you're not meant to. It's okay to be vulnerable. It is not a weakness. It's a strength to admit it.
1: Yes. It'll only create more stress for people yes. when we are putting on a facade of strength. Yes. Yeah. And also uh, let's admit it, the COVID has made everyone frustrated, s- struggling in some ways. Yeah. If you're still saying that, oh, I'm strong, I'm I'm okay, I'm able to get through this, good luck. Uh, but we have this is the time that we get real that yeah. we are saying oh i'm having a bad time yes so uh, because yes. there was a book recently i'm reading i th- i couldn't remember the title so it's something as the art of suffering mm-hmm. uh, by tick nahan and uh, it's talking about that you have to deal with the suffering because suffering is there for a reason suffering yes. is there for lessons yes. And also, only those who have faced the struggle head on will they really understand what is happiness and, of yes. course, what is compassion. Yes. So it's not to avoid struggles. It's not something to avoid. It's not something that will make us weak. It is something make us stronger. So um
0: well, I mean, yes. you, you know, I often refer to, to life and birthing, you know, I'm, I'm a mother of three and a grandkid. And, yes. you know, when you're pregnant, it's nine months, it feels like 29 months, you know, and your body goes through so many changes. And then you go through this excruciating labor. And then this bundle of joy, this miracle mm-hmm. is put in your hands and you forget about all the suffering. You just see yes. this life here in your arms. Now, why can't we look at the struggles as being kind of a gestation of change, of yes. working through the differences of becoming that butterfly and leaving the cocoon, give birth to ourselves. Yes. Yes. It can be painful, but when you mm-hmm. do and you come out the other end and you now, I know who I am, why I am, what I'm here to do. I know my meaningful purpose. I like who I am and what I stand mm-hmm. for. That mm-hmm. kind of birthing is just wonderful and what a gift it is to us so but nobody gets there without going through the process yeah. right have yeah. to go through yes. those process of change
1: mm, yes oh the book uh, is uh the subtitle is about the art of suffering mm-hmm. the uh, title is no must no lotus
2: mm.
0: so yeah. the
1: lotus flower yes. is come out of the must
0: right Yeah, there's another book that I refer to a great deal. Um, Let's see if I've got it here. And Mm -hmm. Who Moved My Cheese by Spencer Johnson, Uh right? Old Mm -hmm. book, thin book, right? But uh, Mm -hmm. about two men and two mice around abundance of cheese. And one day the cheese is gone and it's their reactions. I'm also a true colors coach, you know, the four key personalities. And we are going to react according to what our personality is. And sometimes Mm -hmm. we're just going to resist and resist. Well, resistance is futile. Change is inevitable. The more Mm. you go with the flow and become Mm. inquisitive, become wondrous, look at it Mm. as a new adventure, the easier that change is going to be. But if it is give me back, (laughs) I want my cheese, then you're going to go by the wayside, you know, go by the way of the dinosaurs because the cheese is gone. You've got to realize that. You've got to move on right? And we as humans hold on to too much instead of just let go, let go. Yeah. It's had its chapter. There's a new voice coming into town. <laughs> yes.
1: This is something that the whole world needs to realize that the pandemic has, has really been requiring us to look at things from a very different point of view. Yes. We have been living in fear, all this lack all these things, they are all coming, even chasing the success, so-called success, chasing money, chasing mm-hmm. big cars, yachts, these are all coming from the place of fear. Yes. So the yes. pandemic actually keep on nudging us to, to live from a place of love, abundance, mm-hmm. which is the nature of our our earth, our universe.
0: Yes. It's our very essence, but we've lost connection with that. Um, you know, people say to me, well, how, how do I open my heart because the soul can't speak to a closed heart, you know, we need we, we may be injured, we may be painful, we people shut down their heart and open it up a crack. How do you do that? Go and watch the children play. Go watch a, a baby in discovery. Go watch a puppy dog chasing a ball or a stick or rolling over itself go and look Mm -hmm. at nature and the rustle of the wind through the the trees and Mm -hmm. the ocean on the shores you know it's nature is constantly renewing itself and it Mm -hmm. struggles to come out of a a dried cracked earth of winter to bloom Mm -hmm. into a beautiful blossom of spring it didn't Mm -hmm. do that easily right it struggled Mm -hmm. to get through that heavy cracked mud but there it is and look how beautiful it is and if nature and and the beautiful innocence out there doesn't open up your heart i don't know what will
1: yes yes yeah so i'm going to the nature uh look at the kids the animals these are very good ways Mm -hmm. to start uh open up the heart Mm
0: -hmm. we need that uh, compassion you know we've um uh, we are as a human race um a community you know, some people like to call it a pack, but I don't want to be a pack because you're always following a leader. As a community, it's about everybody has a voice. When you look at a village, everybody is contributing in that village. And that village is only as strong as each other's support and contribution through good and bad. Why can't we get back to that kind of mentality? Why can't our voices become the choir you know, the orchestra, mm-hmm. the unison, instead of, mm-hmm. you know, no, this is my voice, that's your voice, that's your voice. No, that doesn't create any harmony, does it?
1: Yeah, yes. So a friend of mine was sharing that uh, he used to be in the uh, military. Mm-hmm. He was stationed mm-hmm. in a place where he could see villagers. And he said that in that village, it's really a community. Yes. Because they don't need to lock their doors and the mm-hmm. kids they can go to if they're hungry. They can go to any house to have food. People would uh, would have them host the kids as if that they were their own kids. Mm-hmm. So he said it was very touching to see how the village is a community. So um, it is coming from a place of open heartedness. Yes. So today yes. we are not we are not doing that, and it doesn't start. From waiting for someone else to do it, it starts from us, so let's start from us to be more open-hearted ourselves.
0: Yeah, they would say you want world peace, it starts with you.
1: You don't Ah, like
0: where you're at and you want to change, it starts with you. Right, you know, as we point a finger out to everyone else, there's three pointing back at us. It's Mm -hmm. all about what are we going to do to change our lives that is then going to have a positive impact on other lives.
2: Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah.
0: know when when we talk about the voice and presentation and everything else but there is a new voice out there today isn't there Mm -hmm. it is one that we will no longer tolerate suppression we will no longer tolerate division we will no longer tolerate hate we will no Mm -hmm. longer tolerate the constant divide you know we it is like recognizing this person is this this person is that that may be the color of their skin, that may be their sexuality, that may be their economics. But when it comes down to it, that heart and soul is all looking for the same thing, to be a part of that village, to be a part yes. of that community. And mm-hmm. I think we've reached a tolerance level where we just won't tolerate the BS anymore.
1: <laughs> we are reaching a pivotal point.
0: <laughs> can't come quick yeah. enough as far as I'm concerned. but. The news and the media aren't, isn't going to show you that. And of course, when we look at what's going on in Afghanistan, you know, it, it's, it's absolutely horrible. Uh, it feels like such a step backwards. But and now it's up to the people that are there. What mm. are they going to do about it? Because we give in too easily to suppression. But what if we stood up to it? What if we instead of one person standing up to it, the masses stood up to it?
1: and yeah.
0: yeah that's that's the thing we, we need to come together and uh it's very easy to pick up a gun and then think that's your power no yeah. you can kill someone but you don't have any power over them you only have power whether they live or die right yes,
1: yes. yeah and it, so it is you know it depends on one person mm. uh, start standing up so that's what malala did at yes. the age of i think it was 11 she mm-hmm. was only 11 years old yes. and she had the guts the courage that most of us adults we don't have mm-hmm. he stood up she stood up so that's why that she is one of the uh, i'll say my idols yeah
0: <laughs> yeah and you know look at the the young girl um her name is gone right now the environmentalist and, you know, who's going around the world and she's, she's practicing what she preaches. And, you know, when she's asked, Do you want to speak to this politician or that politician? She said, why bother? They can't hear. Speak to the people who are listening. And I think this is the time we're always trying to change other people's minds. Their minds are set. Don't speak to them. Speak to the people who want to change the mind. Those that are ready to change the mind.
1: Yeah, it is. So uh, when we are talking about the voice, it's not just the physical voice mechanism, but also our inner voice. Yes, our guidance inner system. Voice. Yes, it is, isn't it? Yeah, our inner voice determines what is going to come out. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah.
0: Is it going to be your pain? Is it going to be your ego? Is it going to be your self-righteousness? Is it going to be your entitlement? Or is it going to be that compassion that caring that wanting to liberate wanting to support wanting to um you know help others even get where you're at and we as a human race are drawn more to that right now we want to hear that you know we we don't care if you've got the yacht or you've bought your own spaceship you know that's your bag we just want to know that we can live peacefully safely and sustain
1: ourselves moving forward right yeah, yes yes and also it's not that we the two of us we're talking about this we are aware of this so mm. this is the purpose to have more people get more aware it doesn't mean that we have arrived no. at least for me not arrived yet i am there are still times i will catch myself having those thoughts coming from fear we see the good thing is that we are having the awareness. Once we have the awareness, we can make adjustments. So that's the purpose for our listeners as well. It's not that you're going to arrive somewhere someday. We are still going, we're always going to be a work in progress. But well, well it's, about it's about the
0: journey. It's about the journey. It's not about the it's destination. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. as I said, you know, in birthing yourself. You're not going to be, oh, I'm going to just do it like that. No, you're going to go through a process. It's the willingness to go through the process, knowing that you cannot stay where you're at, knowing that this is not serving you and it's not serving anyone around you, that willingness Mm -hmm. to change. And you may not know how or where or what, but that's where you immerse yourself in listening to other people that you admire, that are going to inspire you. I always say inspiration begets invitation because yeah. when somebody inspires you so much it invites you to want to step up i i like i want to feel like that what do i need to mm-hmm. do to feel like that i want yeah. everybody i've interviewed i would say over 90% of the people i've interviewed in the last 9 years have had something pretty horrific happen to mm-hmm. them very negative yeah. in their lives reach rock bottom but from that they go okay I can't go any lower, I'm going to get standing up on my wobbly legs, I'm going to Mm -hmm. move forward blind, deaf and dumb in order to hear, see and feel and navigate my way into something more. And through all of that process, who they are today, and the work they're doing for humankind today, or animal kind or planet kind, what they stand for today is so much more meaningful and so much more abundant. They reach their enrichment.
1: Yes. Yeah. So it's uh, something that I share, which is your struggle is your wealth.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. It is. It's not about the dollar. Right. Uh-huh. You know, the dollar is, is, is a tool. Uh-huh. It's a wonderful asset to have. It can really grease the wheels, most certainly put food in your stomach and a roof over your head. It has uh-huh. an importance. But if you're worshipping the money and the ego and the fame and the glory that goes with money, you're living an empty
1: life. And today, that is outdated. Yes. Yes. It's an outdated thought pattern mm-hmm. that if you're still chasing the money, chasing the richness instead mm-hmm. of wealth.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, yes. Yeah.
0: <sighs> the wealth of information, the wealth of inner health, the wealth of of soul awareness the wealth of of our hearts beating every day even the the wealth of the sadness and the sorrow we feel it doesn't mean you're not going to feel sad or sorrowful or that you're not going to get mad but you're going to know what to do with it because very often it can become the fuel mm-hmm. that can help you put something right
1: yes yes so uh, when i heard quite a few years ago, an interview Louise Hay did, mm. the uh, Pioneer in Self-Development.
2: Yes. So she said mm-hmm.
1: when she was, I think it was in her 80s, and she said she uh, to the interviewer, she said, darling, I still feel upset. <laughs> <laughs> but it was not in like in the past that I would feel upset for a whole week, whole months. Now right. it's probably a few minutes. Yes. So as long as we're human beings, we're always going to experience all kinds of emotions, mm-hmm. which is the beauty, the beauty yes. of life. But yeah. it, it, it is how long you yeah. would go through that experience. Yeah, that's it's, the progress.
0: They say kind of 20 minutes for an emotion. I see in all of these emotions are here for a reason. They're yes. to tell you something. They're indicating something. Spend that emotion. Don't get emotional about the emotion. Because when we get emotional about the emotion, I'm mad. Why am I mad? I've got to be mad at something. I'm going to be mad at this person. And then the madness carries on. You've forgotten what initially made you mad. You're just Uh angry now. (laughs) right? And that takes up too much energy, far too much energy. Mm. Thus pushes people away.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So the emotion is a big part in the voice. Because a lot of my clients, they say, oh, I speak with a monotone. It's Mm. because that you're not Mm -hmm. expressing the emotions. You're suppressing the emotions. Yes. So that's one thing that emotion can help you make your voice more engaging, more inspiring.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Yes.
0: More believable. You know, it's um, really what we're looking at is everything in life is a rhythm. Everything Mm. has a frequency. We are always on a wavelength. Now, when Mm -hmm. you get into your rhythm of your presentation and you know your flow, and it really is coming from the heart because you truly do believe in this and people can feel that rhythm. It comes over them in beautiful waves, wonderful waves. And because sometimes they might not even hear the words if they're not ready to, but they've caught the feeling.
1: Mm, Yes. Right? Yes. Yes.
0: Whichever way engages them, in whichever way awakens them, right? They may not be ready for the knowledge, but they got the intent. They got Mm. the feeling and that woke them up. Yeah. And, you know, also, yes, everybody needs to make a living and everybody needs to make a sale. But, you know, I think also the days of the big mass group things and I call it the sugar high program. Ra, rah, rah. Everybody's up on a sugar high. They leave there and they completely crash and then they go back again for another sugar high. And it's always mm-hmm. to upsell, upsell, upsell. And generally selling something to somebody who doesn't need it, right? Or, or yeah. doesn't know what to do with it. And I think nice. those days are over too because people are just like, I don't want the sugar high. I want sustainable emotion.
1: Yes. Yes, that's right. That's something that most people are realizing that, that it's not going to sustain. Mm. So we are looking for, everyone is looking for something that can sustain them, can help them not just get a weekend high, but make them deal with their day-to-day life in a better way.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Tell us about your book, Influence Mm. Through the Voice. What's that all about?
1: Sure. So in Influence Voice, uh, this book that I take them step by step to discover one is why the voice is powerful. Mm-hmm. So as we mentioned, that you can have great content, but if your voice cannot deliver that great content, it always falls flat. Yes. Um, what where is the power of the voice mm-hmm. and uh, how to develop the power in the voice? So that's what covers in the book and the emotion as well. Mm. So the emotion is what makes your voice more engaging, more colorful, more authentic. So that's uh, what they will discover in the book. So it's really a kind of a detailed guidebook to discover the secrets in your voice. Mm. The
0: beautiful nuances that are there, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, when we hear somebody and we know that they're speaking from the heart, we know they believe in what they're saying, we really feel it's coming from the diaphragm, you know, it's coming up. When other people are speaking from memory, or from manual, you know, that it's in the head, because the voice changes, you know, it comes from a different point of view, rather than coming deeper from the heart. So, it's, you look at, even all the dictators in the world, how did they get so many people following them? They knew how to use their voice, whether it was for good or bad, uh-huh. they knew how to use it. <laughs>
1: yeah. So every, every change in the voice, in the mind will be heard. So that's what most people are, are not paying attention to. So they thought, oh, I can speak with a voice that people won't hear. That how am I? How am I thinking? We mm. can hear. We can hear anything. It's just yes. that some people they cannot put a finger on it, but we are hearing everything that's happening in you through the voice. Yes. That yes. for that reason, sometimes people don't want to talk to me anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can scare people away, but it stays with them. That's the point. If they're that's... not ready, right? You <laughs> know, but yeah, and,
1: uh, yeah. So I said. That is more the reason for you to live an authentic life. There's nothing to hide. So, uh, yeah, we can really hear a lot of things in the voice. And we want to have the voice that comes from the heart, come from the so-called diaphragm, come from the whole body, Mm -hmm. and come from the whole you. So you have to present the whole you to whoever is listening to you.
0: I mean, your culture and my British culture is always the, you know, um, stiff up a lip, do not reveal, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's keep the doors closed, do not reveal how you feel. It's always a face that you have to have, and you're not meant to reveal yourself. And we've changed in generations now where people say, I don't want to live like that anymore. It's painful to live like that. But you know, also, my ex husband was a Chinese. He is still Chinese, but he's my ex-husband. And (laughs) when we were around people speaking the language, occasionally they would use an English word because maybe there wasn't an Oriental word for it. But I would be able to respond to what they said. And they go, "How? I thought you didn't speak Chinese. I said, I don't. Speaking body language. They use (laughs) one word and I'm watching how the body is going. I'm watching how the tone is going. And I'm figuring out the conversation through watching the body. And it's like, Oh, I'm not going to speak around her anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah, isn't that interesting? That is really showing the beauty of body language and yes. the voice. Yes. Even without yes. knowing what they are saying, we can tell what they are really saying. Yes, mm. yeah, yeah. Mm. So in the Asian culture, we are paying attention to our to our so-called the face. Yes, uh, so we want to save our faces, and yes. uh, that's why that we are. If we're not aware, if we're not involved, we are paying too much attention to save our face. Yes. In revealing who we really are.
0: Yeah. And that's very much the uh, the older British culture of which I grew up in. You know, it's that you don't earn your dirty linen out in public. You know, so, <laughs> and I've always been one of these people to be, to call it as it is and to speak honestly. And I was in a family that was, oh no, we keep it to ourselves. <laughs> so, <laughs> I freaked them out a lot, (laughs) but I couldn't be any other way because, you know, I I feel that, that, do I have to apologize for being me? If you Mm -hmm. don't like what I have to say, you don't have to listen. If you don't like my style or my company or my presentation, you don't have to listen. You don't have to be around me. I won't be offended. I'm not everybody's cup of tea. Somebody's shrunk up a coffee, you know, and it's your choice. And, and it's not the one size that fits all. But why do I have to suppress and hide who I am? Yeah. To try, and I did this for too long in my life, trying to fit into what you wanted of me, only to get mm. confused myself.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. And also, uh, there's an analogy you're talking about, uh, like in a relationship. So you are putting on some, some facade, Yes. And then to be someone that the other person might like. Yeah. But they're liking someone else. It's yes. not a real you.
0: <laughs> you're bending into a pretzel and you're the one that's uncomfortable and they don't care. Right. Yeah. So just be you. Just be you and let the essence of you shine through. This whole thing am I worthy enough? Do I have enough to give? Am I important enough? Every story is important. Because mm-hmm. that story is for someone else to hear and someone else yeah. to heal from, right? Yeah. So it isn't the measure of the story. It's the impact of the
1: story. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Yeah. And we don't know who um, it's going to speak to,
1: right? Yeah. that's right. You never know. Because uh, when I started sharing my story on stage... After the speech, there are all kinds of people that I had never imagined Mm -hmm. it was touching them. So that's the more reason for you to start sharing your story because you never know who will be touched.
0: You're liberating someone because you're giving them permission to let their story out, to become themselves, and not hide behind this expectation that everybody wants from you. So it is very, yeah. very important to speak out. And there is no story too small. Um, there mm-hmm. are some stories that are are heavier or have maybe a bigger impact just because the sheer volume of what it is. Um, mm-hmm. But it doesn't make your story any less more important because or less important because. You know, it, it the suffering was
1: real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: A lot of people have gone to podcasting through this last yeah. year. Uh, mm-hmm. Apparently, a million new podcasts up there. And a lot of people have just, you know, done it on Facebook or Instagram or this or that and just interview people. But there is still an art to it. And a lot of people aren't really registering that art. Or a lot of people have come into the podcast to speak their stuff. And they have an audience. If it's an angst audience, they'll find the angst audience. If it's somebody that's Mm. speaking about the compassion, they'll find that audience. There's always something for somebody. But, Mm. you know, don't go into a TED Talk. Don't go into a podcast. Don't go into anything to kind of impose on other people, Mm. right? Uh, Or that you've got an agenda that you want to push on other people because... It's always about the invitation and the the inspiration, isn't it? Yes.
1: Yes. And also, it has to do with the timing as well. Yes. Even if you impose something on someone, this person may not be at the right time Mm. or may not be ready to change yet. It's like I was reading a book and uh, I read the book, probably the preface and half of the first chapter many years ago. Yes, yes. And I stopped there. So this year, when I picked up that book again, I said, "Oh my God, this is so resonating." Yes. How come that I didn't finish the book?
2: You and were then ready. I realized,
1: yes. At the time, I was not ready. Mm-hmm. So that's why we don't we don't need to push something onto someone. No. Because Planting a seed. Timing, yeah. The timing may not be right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. don't underestimate the seed planting right mm-hmm. don't underestimate it you might not be there to water it or nurture it but somebody else along the line will do that and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden that that seed starts to grow and it gets to a point where you know it becomes a weed and it can't stop growing and then mm-hmm. you know there's the say the teacher will come when the student is ready well that could be mm-hmm. a book that could be a podcast that could be a ted talk that could be anything but when somebody's ready to learn they will find the teachers
1: Yes. And those resources, they will appear.
0: Yes. 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 I read the prophet. Ooh, God, 40 something years ago. <gasps> Made uh, and I loved it then. Um, and then yeah. somebody did a parody, the prophet, as in prophet financial, which was funny. Um, uh, but I, I'm a person, when I go into a bookstore, I allow a book to come and speak to me. You know, it says mm. you need to speak to me. And... I've, I love a lot of metaphysical-type books, so books that take you into ultra-worlds, dimensional, because I find so much reality in there that helps me understand humanity a little better because sometimes it's very confusing to try and understand humanity. So sometimes we do have to step outside of our world to actually understand what's going on in our world.
1: Yes, to see it from the so-called outsider's viewpoint.
0: Yeah, Yes. Yes, it's very hard to see something when you're in the center of it. So, and you know, in, in the actual delivery of a voice is um, make sure you have enough air. Right. Breath. <laughs> the breathing yeah. techniques are very important. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And the um, don't rush. Yeah. Right. Pace yourself. Uh, make sure you are delivering the words that you really want to deliver. But mm-hmm. most of all is speak with compassionate intention
1: yes so that's the first step so a lot of my clients they said oh i'm nervous uh so what do i do what do i do i said what's your intention Mm. for giving this speech If your intention is, oh, I want to sell them something, then you might get nervous. You might start Mm -hmm. to hold your breath while speaking because some of my clients, they don't want to be seen and heard as the salesperson. Right. And you show up in your voice. Yeah. So you have to get very clear about what your intention is for giving this speech. So that's the first step.
0: Yeah. There's so much to it. And that's the reason why even a coach needs the coaching you know it doesn't matter what platform they've had this is a new platform now today mm-hmm. whether it's uh, whether it's audio podcasting or whether it's video it's a new whether you're doing meetings or you know whatever you're doing it's a different platform and it requires a different tone a different presentation and uh, even the best speakers you know they may have been good in that arena but it's now time to kind of adjust and change and, and not yes. be afraid with not be afraid of change change is good
1: yeah it's uh excited yes it is exciting yeah
2: <laughs>
0: yes yes yeah. you know be open don't uh, you know don't dictate allow yeah. you don't know how your audience is going to respond you don't know how that meeting is going to respond state your intention do it with authenticity and the fact that you really Uh, you stand behind it because it means something and let the people react in the way they're needing to react to, not in the way you predict them to react,
1: right? So that requires, is the the speaker to let go. Yes. Let go a lot of things, let go of controlling, controlling how the audience will respond. Let go of your own ego, let Mm. go of your own so called uh, personal agenda is to allow your story to come out, allow your authenticity to come out, and allow the right timing to come to the audience.
0: Mm-hmm. I know if I'm doing a public speak, like up on a stage or presentation, yes. uh, not only do I do the breathing, I'm asthmatic, so I have to be careful anyway, but um, yes. I like my audience to take three deep breaths all together. Mm-hmm. And kind of mm-hmm. let go of everything that was on, outside this room. Mm-hmm. Let go of it, right? Yeah. Everybody get into sync. I am present and ready. Because I found that that helps put people more on an even vibe, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they've let go of things. They're more in sync. They're more ready now to receive instead of like, oh, did I finish that meeting? Did I call somebody? Did I do that? It just whew, be present, And that's, you want somebody to be present when you're talking to them, so therefore set the stage for them to be present.
1: Yeah, that's right. Because uh, everyone is preoccupied, overly preoccupied. So we have to be ready, be present, and be receptive to uh, empty our mind first so Mm -hmm. that we can receive.
0: How much prep work should you have? I mean, a lot of people literally read out everything they want to say. And and people know when you're reading, unless you're an actor that knows how to do that. Um, you know, uh, if I have to do something, I bullet point it. So then I stay on track. But mostly I'm a very organic speaker. I know what I'm there to speak with, but I'm letting the energy lead me that way. What would you suggest people do?
1: Yeah, so some of my clients, they write word by word. I said, this is not the way to do because number one, you will sound like reading. Yes. Number
2: two,
1: you are not present. Mm -hmm. If you are not Mm -hmm. present, how would you expect the audience to be present? Yes. So uh, not really don't write word by word, but write. you can write keywords or key messages. Mm -hmm. For example, the Mm -hmm. opening, what is the key message you want to get across? And then you can expand on that key message. Mm -hmm. Uh, you write down key messages. Now, of course, I've realized that people are different, that for me, the real time that I sit down and write something like mind map, so I usually do a mind map for my speeches, it only takes about five minutes. But that doesn't mean that only takes five minutes to prepare. When I know that someday I'll be doing a speech, I started to uh, prepare them. For example, when I'm in the shower, some inspiration came, And then I'll write it down when I come out of the shower. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Or when I'm cooking, there's some idea that came to my mind. I will write it down. So those are all those different pieces of time that I was preparing. Right. And I really don't Mm -hmm. don't want people to, okay, now sit in front of the computer. Let me prepare. Then your mind is going to be so closed up. Yes. Um, You can prepare while you're doing something. Let the inspiration come and write it down. And you may not take five minutes. You may take a little bit longer time to organize that. Yes. But uh, take the time you need and write down the key messages for each of the sections in your presentation. Yeah. And then let it flow. Because That's if true. it
0: really is authentically coming from you, if it's truly what you believe and, and what you know is your intention, what you're presenting, it will flow from you. You know, that headline will be da-da-da-da and it will flow because it's already triggered your mind. Your mind knows what it needs to deliver. But again, we want it to come from the heart. So, you know, that connection then is really there, isn't it?
1: Yeah. And then the key thing is also for some of my clients is to... Instead of really prepare the presentation, but to prepare themselves. Yes. The reason their presentations are not flowing is because they have so many baggages in their yeah. head. Yes. They're yes. thinking. For example, one client uh, we were talking about. Oh, this is how you say. Okay, I said clear enough already to the point. Yes. And then she always has a tendency to make the sentences longer. Yeah. <laughs> yes. More complicated. Yes. Sometimes yes. she said, "I feel that makes me sound more knowledgeable." I said. Yeah. that is to you. There are a few things we need to to overcome. One is you need to shift that from you to the audience. How can the audience receive it clearly instead of how you want to sound more knowledgeable? Two is that it's not about how complicated the sentence is. It's about how simple it is, how easy it is for the audience to get. So you have to get over the baggage of, oh, I need to sound in... Uh, certain way. I need to speak in certain Superior. way. Superior. Yes. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, those are the baggages. Those are something that we need to prepare back long, long back before this presentation. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's another thing people need to pay attention to. Let go some of the baggages.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I also think even when it comes to the dress, you know, what you're wearing is that so many people will go and put something on that could be stuffy or could be not them, you know. We yeah. want you clean and presentable, and really, you know, it's you. But if you yeah. are coming out in jeans and a shirt, you know, if that is you, then it, people know you're comfortable in your skin. You know, don't start wearing an Armani suit and you are like this the whole time and don't know what to do with it, right? It again goes back to that 55 percent. When you walk out, people have either bought you or not bought you because you look comfortable in your own skin, right? Yeah. So it, it is also dress respectfully for who whatever your audience is, but you.
2: Yes, yes,
1: that's right. So and that's why you see in my life I love high heels. (laughs) (laughs) But you seldom see me wearing those very long pointed high heels on stage. Right. Because I would not be able to focus. I would not be able to be present. Mm -hmm. There were a lot of times I was wearing flat shoes on stage. Now, it may not so-called look um, beautifully, but it makes me present. Yeah.
0: yeah. Some people come out barefoot. That's okay. If that's your (laughs) thing, right? That's your thing. And yeah, (laughs) the last thing you want is somebody on high heels and (laughs) falling all over (laughs) and like, you know, um, and and if you're uh, suddenly your feet are hurting and your ankles are hurting, it's going to interfere with your presentation. So you've got to be comfortable yeah and talk slowly <laughs> you know how many yeah. people <laughs> what <laughs> yeah. and so of course- for people who
1: speak fast yeah who, who speak fast is also that you need to shift the focus to the audience yes because a lot of my clients they sleep fast the reason is they want to get across their message quickly or they're nervous or they have too much content Mm. You see, the focus is still on you. You need to shift the focus always to the audience.
0: Also be prepared for questions, right? And be prepared to be able to answer them. And even if you could say, you know, I can't answer that right now. I don't know, but I'm happy to look it up. Get in touch with me. I'll let you know what I find. You're not meant to know everything, but very often when somebody will ask something, it will automatically trigger something inside of you and you're able to answer. Now, I love the question and answer period because that is an interaction that is wonderful. Much prefer it than the standing there and talking. I do that for a short while, and then it's let's get into the questions and answers. And it opens up the arena so much
1: more too. Yeah, and it helps you uh, understand how much the audience has received. Yes, yes. Uh, yes. It is yeah. It is something that's important. Mm -hmm. Uh, The only thing is people still need to get over their own mental blocks. Yeah. They don't need to know everything. So it's okay to say that, oh, I have never thought about this question. Mm -hmm. Let me get back to you.
0: Yeah. Yes. We're we're okay to be flawed. I call it flawsome. Right? There isn't any single one of us walking that isn't flawsome. We've all got flaws. But that doesn't mean there's something wrong with us it just means yeah. that's our quirk that's our style you know that's the way we're made and we don't want to be droids or the walking yeah. dead we want to have something that stands out that is us it's our yeah. signature so be yourself yeah. don't be afraid yeah. to be like yourself
1: yeah i like the word flossa <laughs> it's a wonderful
0: word isn't it it's gorgeous yeah. i love it, it. yeah um you know i have found in the middle of the a speech or something you suddenly go blank and I've got a word that I use where suddenly I go supercalifragilisticexpialidocious and people look at me and I go oh yeah I'm sorry I forgot where I was you know (laughs) And it's like own it like if something goes wrong on the podcast I own it you know it it's better to own it and go we had a glitch we had a this we have a laugh and move on stop trying to make everything perfect because now yeah. everything is so wound. Any tiny little glitch, it's going to show as an annoyance, or your panic, and instead of just going with the flow.
1: Yes. Yeah. So it's it's also the permission to be okay with things that are not going perfectly.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be honest. Yes. Right. Yeah. That's give really. The
2: permission. Yeah.
0: yeah. Nobody else can give you the permission. You don't need permission from anyone else. You only need it from you. Yeah. Right? To be your awesome, flawsome self. (laughs) Uh, So what are you offering right now and how do people get hold of you? Mm.
1: Uh, So uh, I used to do uh, webinars about every month or every two months. But now after a year, people are getting tired of webinars. (laughs) (laughs) So... I invite people to, uh, one yes, they can go to my website, which is PowerfulExecutiveVoice.com to sign up for a three-part free video series Mm. where I will take them step-by-step how they can develop their voice, including, for example, developing the emotion in a voice, Mm. including uh, how to breathe properly, how to use the proper breath for projection. Mm -hmm. So this is what they're going to discover in the three part free video series to really start opening up their minds on the possibility of the voice. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing they can uh, check it out. The other one is they can go to my YouTube channel. Uh, So on YouTube channel, we have more than 200 videos. Mm -hmm. Each video is talking about techniques on voice or speaking or some on mindset. Uh, So we have more than 42K subscribers. Mm -hmm. So the Mm -hmm. listeners, you're welcome to become the next. They can just go to YouTube, search Cynthia Voice Coach. They'll be able to find the channel. And uh, lastly, they can uh, find me on all social media platforms, Mm -hmm. LinkedIn, Facebook, and uh, Instagram. So sometimes I will be doing some live streaming on those platforms. Uh, so that's uh, the three different ways they can uh, get in touch with me.
0: Right. And, you know, they can go to selfdiscoverymedia.com and simply put in your name, which I'm going to spell to people, Cynthia, C-Y-N-T-H-I-A, uh, Jai, which is Z-H-A-I, folks. That's Z-H-A-I. Okay. And uh, then people will find your show page here, the, where to get your book, which they can get it from the site as well, which is um, powerful Sorry, I haven't got my glasses on. Powerful voice. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, powerful executive voice. There we go. I can see powerful yes. executive voice.com. Uh, you, yes. you also, your TED Talks is there. Um, it's yes. Influence Through Voice on Facebook. Uh, your name um, also on Facebook, LinkedIn, your name, yes. Twitter, yes. your voice coach, Instagram, your name, and of course, uh, the YouTube, um, which has got all these other shows on is all there as well. So they can mm-hmm. come in and listen to everything. And that's wonderful because you've got everything here. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that are stepping out right now going, well I want to try this or I need to be a better presenter, you know, on Zoom or you know when I'm talking to people in this way. Or some people have been doing this way for so long, they have forgotten what it's like to get out there in front of people, right? So they've got both your book, they've got this wonderful three program, which is fabulous. It just could be a reminder, or it could be even a beginning step for you, so that you could feel more confident. It simply also could be a step for you, where you're getting out into the work world, and you want to know Mm -hmm. how to present yourself confidently, how to speak if you're looking for a a new job or a new career, right? Mm -hmm. So... All of that presentation just helps you deliver yourself more authentically.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Well, thank you so much for being here with us today. I've really, really enjoyed this. I know it's very early morning for you there in <laughs> Singapore, um, but mm-hmm. I appreciate it. And yes, you know, the voice is very, very important in so many ways. Um, mm-hmm. how to speak it, what to say. Uh, with what intention whether it's coming from the heart uh, also being responsible for what we say being Mm. responsible for the way that we say it because we know that most relationships have a friction when it comes to somebody saying something in a nasty tone what do you mean by Uh. that right so (laughs) this could also help you in your relationships actually help your your person you're in the relationship with be more engaged with what you're saying because you're yes. using the right tone right so yes. it's not even, just business it goes out to everyone
1: even in business relationships yes a lot of my clients they said i am upset how do i make sure <laughs> my my employees <laughs> don't hear that i'm upset <laughs> yeah
0: yeah and you know sometimes it might be just to go say you know employees i'm upset and you know this is why But together, let's find a solution, right? Because it's okay for the boss to be upset, right? But own it, you know, but also own the fact that you want them to all put in a solution, be inclusive, (laughs) right? So knowing our voice, how to use it, uh, everything about that empowerment of the voice you can help them with, with the book, with the program and with all the wonderful YouTubes that you've got there. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank
1: you for having me. Thank you for having me.
0: My pleasure. Absolutely. So everyone remember, if you speak, you're using your voice. We want you to set the tone right. We want you to be invitational. We don't want you to be confrontational. We want your intent to be something that really does come from the heart. We want you to be um, a person that really people want to listen to. We also want you to listen to what people want you to say to them. So please share this show, get her book, sign up for the program and listen to her YouTubes and just get you know a little nudge nudge that you need and kind of really honing in your voice until next time folks bye for now we hope that you enjoyed the show you will hear many many shows here at selfdiscoverymedia.com we have new shows for you out every week just find them on our podcast or, or what's new if you feel that you have something to share that makes a difference in the lives of others or you too feel that you could be a host, please contact me at info at selfdiscoverymedia.com and we will be glad to speak with you. Have a wonderful day.